What's cracking, lovely people? It's the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. We're back in the mix and we're talking all things cooking, clothing related, bag related. Very different kind of pod today, but I'm really, really excited. It's not going to be nutrition and trading based, but it's going to be all about how um, this this lovely lady started a fantastic company. So I've got Carla on the show from Risden and Risden. And if you follow any of the stuff that I'm doing on, on Instagram, um, I'm usually bashing around wearing their lovely apron. And um, I was just, I'm just a fan of the products and I was really keen to kind of have her on the show. So um, yeah, Carla, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's, um, I'm so glad that you love the apron. You always wear it so well. It's always great to see uh, I don't know about what that. you're doing them and uh, the odd little the odd little um, dances and things on the side. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. On the stories. Nice. Okay, so I suppose to give people a little bit of a context, where you know where where are you guys based? How how long's the company been been going? And you know what? Why did you get into doing what you're doing? Well, I grew up. I'm a Shropshire girl, and we're based in Shrewsbury which is the county town of Shropshire, which is a beautiful town. It always wins best place to live or friendliest town, that sort of thing. And um, I've always sewn. I've always had a sewing machine. It's kept me by, I don't know, throughout, throughout the years of doing other jobs. And then I just wanted to work for myself. So I thought, well, I'm not a dressmaker and I haven't got much patience. Hmm. So aprons. Aprons, are, I think that, that's, that's good. Um, but it was, uh, you know, everyone sells aprons, aprons everywhere. How can mine be different? Mm. So originally, um, well, I used to live in Australia for a while. And I thought, let's t- let's see what they're doing in Australia, because that's that's always a fresh look. They do things a little bit differently. And I saw this amazing fabric, uh, which um, some people were making different things out of, which actually turned out to be American. So um, I started importing that for a while, which was quite retro stuff. But then it quickly morphed into... Um, I went sort of ticking, herringbone ticking type of uh, aprons and then started putting rivets on them. But then I went on a trip to San Francisco uh, about three or four years ago and saw what they were doing in the coffee shops there. And it just, you know, it was that cool industrial look. And I thought, there's nothing like that back in England. I can quickly make that into a sort of more English product. It needs a bit more, I don't know, more subtle for the English market. And I thought, if it's the English market, I know they appreciate, would appreciate quality. So then it was sourcing lovely leathers for the straps and fabrics and the metalware um, and just the standard I wanted to achieve was very uh, sustainable and if you're going to buy an apron, it's got to be you know the best apron. So that's how it kind of grew. And just having a base in Shrewsbury, I started off in, um, well, essentially an indoor market, which was just brilliant. It's just when the... Um, Britain's favourite favourite market, and it's just got uh, high quality cheeses and wines, and you know it's not um, it's a real sort of wonderful place to visit, and they give lots of makers opportunities to have their spaces and uh, create as well as sell. So that was a great um, um, place to sort of start getting feedback as well. You've got the public coming in and having a look at what you're doing, and it, lots of craftspeople and artisan people were, were admiring them and looking at them. So that's really what sort of spurred me to continue with it. Um, and Trade has been a quite a creative place anyway, just the general feedback and 
um, environment just helps all that along. People have their own ideas or uh, little little tips for what they'd like in an apron. And so it was just that was the right sort of recipe that, that got them going. Oh, okay. So basically, after you came up with the idea when you when you came back from um, San Francisco and things, did you spent oh how how long were you kind of jumping into this indoor market and kind of testing and and trying things out and and you know finally settling on on you know the first apron or the first few designs and products was that was that trial and error taking kind of public yes. feedback how what what kind of how long does that take for someone who's listening and they've got their own you know idea around something they're they're hand making or creating it's always interesting to hear real life stories around that well yes because there's so much I didn't know so I didn't know about what cloths would work and then um you know looking for something heavy duty uh, was quite rigid but you want something soft so then we had them have a really quite industrial wash a stone wash and that brought them back very soft uh, but that's not something that's easily available because there's not really that many people in this country do that so that type of thing's all made abroad mm. uh, and then it's what leathers work and leather is down to the millimeter so does a 2.2 thickness of, of belt work over a sort of 1.8 or something and top grain versus full grain mm. and really in at the deep end asking people and marrying it all together because then we had the apron straps for certain thickness and the the apron itself which was another thickness but how do you how do you match the two together how do you get to keep them on intact mm. but also a lot of the ones that i've seen were riveted on which means you can't wash them and i thought i can't offer an apron that you can't wash so um that was a lot of trial and error with eyelets and rivets and things mm. and what we came up with were screw post rivets which look amazing um, through eyelets so they can easily be unscrewed and taken off and they can be washed but we're offering now an alternative with poppers but the poppers we've made to look like screw post rivets so they're very authentic sort of industrial looking poppers but with the screw head appeal so no one's doing that but it's just offering choice mm. the um the people who wash them a lot sort of the people such as yourselves with um perhaps getting a bit of a cooking mess mm. something where the straps easy to take off and uh but the craftspeople love the fact that it's engineered that it's constructed that you've got these beautiful precision honed um screw post rivets and so it's <laughs> it's 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 quite a strange thing to have to build an apron and all the sort of detailing goes into it but i guess that's what makes them unique Mm, mm. no well 100 percent, and that's that's the whole thing around it isn't it it's that it's the care and it's taking time with with every little detail and it really shines through because it's something that especially if someone comes over and, and i put it on or i talk to people about your products and things like that everyone's always like wow you know they they look fantastic and and you can tell that it isn't something that's been rushed and and um yeah it must be interesting in your mind once you came out with the first few designs and you started set you know selling things it was that that kind of concept of right how do we constantly just um change things or make things better or in your mind have you got a few now that you, you think will, will kind of be the the, the cornerstone of, of what you do and then you might kind of deviate around different designs and like you said making things more practical over time for people who who you know want to wash the product or, or do other things yeah, so I mean, we, we learned that um, the where the, 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 the straps attach, you need reinforced corners there just to take the burden of the movement and the, 
added strength and things. Mm. Um, and then the, the main pockets on the front had a slant to them, so that's just easy to get your hands in. Um, it'll put a pocket on the back of the bib. That's just a what else can we do? Well, let's put a pocket on the back of the bib just to, if you got want to protect it from dust or flour or flying around the room or anything like that. Um, you put your cards in or your phone in or something. Yeah. Um, and always wanting to make sure no one was excluded. So tall, short, you know, um, if you want a wider bib or a narrow bib, we always do those because they're all custom made. They're largely sort of very few are sitting on the shelf. You put the order in and um, we make them there and then. So it's just great to, to not exclude everybody. We're also doing some um, ones with leather fronted pockets and uh, making sure you can have a left-handed one if you want. It's just, if you're a, you've got a, a craft or a passion and you've got tools and things mm. and your apron is, is, is essential to that, uh, having something which works with you for you. So if you need that pocket there, you're left-handed or you want that pocket there. Um, you know, we just love creating something that's, that is just helps in that creativity, in that, you know, little extra special way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. And, um, yeah, I suppose from a, from, from a development point of view in terms of your, your business and things, because people are always interested in, in finding out how, how things grow over time. Was this, you know, did you originally start, on your own and, and now how you know how have you guys or how's the business kind of grown in terms of in terms of the team and and um yeah like what 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 were the steps and things that you took because obviously you you know you're someone who's got a background of being you know creative and you and, and you sewed and you had to source materials and things like that but i suppose yeah as the demand for the product started to increase that, that they're always quite interesting situations from from a kind of behind the scenes point of view. Is that something that you learned as you went on, or did you have some some really experienced people around you? Well, the, the odd thing is there was nobody was that experienced, and um, uh, so I'm working with my sons who are amazing, mm. but that's never the intention. But I've got this idea and I was pushing it forward, and it was you know, it was working well. Um, but I didn't have the strength to so say punch holes in the leather i was no. struggling with that and this is ridiculous so um my son alex who went off to initially do a um what was it geology degree ah. uh, <laughs> came back and suddenly suddenly discovered the love for leather and oh he is just that's his vocation now his um his, his attention to detail and time and care he spends doing things is amazing and he'll that's a that's a thing for life now mm. but um yeah he came along just at the right time to um the straps and things and, and sort of do all the softening and edging which which is required and so that helped me out in that respect and in the other respect my son other son jeff james he um was doing a graphic design degree um in brighton and then he just about finished that and then came up here and he just got harassed with we need branding please james can you do some photography please james <laughs> and we were, yeah hit that amazing that that that's you know area of the business was that gap was filled as well mm. so and everything so much is done in-house if you look on the website they're all our friends modeling them and they're all probably within a quarter of mile radius taken in various locations of the workshop uh, we make our own tags um you know it's it's just so much is uh done ourselves um mm. it'll it'll hopefully uh it is a bit time consuming <laughs> but um you can wonderful thing about making your own tags, if we're doing um, collaborations with people mm. or co-branded things, 
we can take their logo, we can incorporate them in our tags, we can do short runs of them. Ah, okay. And that's the extra finishing touch of, of something like that, really handmade and considered for the for the other people involved. It's uh, it's great to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, nice. And there's 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 a really cool little kid on your um website wearing wearing some of the some of the gear and yeah. and, and shades and uh, yeah, I was on that I was on that earlier. <laughs> before like you know prepping and stuff for the show and that was really really cool now the web the, yeah. web, the website makes things you know everything look fantastic as well and uh, you know you, you obviously have a vision of what what the product looks like and feels like but then that side of that side of things now you know being able to kind of push what you're doing out to to everyone and you know social media and and photos and what the company's doing and things like that that must be an interesting area because obviously your your kind of cornerstone of, of work is very hands-on is very kind of personal how, how are you finding you know as as the popularity for the product grows or as you're trying to kind of branch out from your area is that is that something that 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 you're you're kind of in charge of or, or do your do your sons kind of take on that that kind of um yeah the the, the marketing or the kind of co- collaboration with other companies and things how's that working well we've been very lucky i mean it's it's all it's grown really organically we've we keep meaning to have a marketing plan and we keep meaning to do a bit of advertising. And apart from Google AdWords and social media, we haven't done anything. Mm. And so we're lucky in that people find us and we must be putting the right thing out on Google AdWords um, and word of mouth, I guess. Mm. And just filling that that wasn't there um, and creating something a bit different. But we've got all sorts of ideas that we'd, you know, we, we can't wait to fulfil when it all sort of... Um, we get the opportunity to um, yeah. different ranges with, with add-on products and things. Um, and uh, there's different, different sort of things in the pipeline. One thing which has been something which we've been aiming to do for ages and ages are backpacks and messenger bags and things. Yes. But the apron keeping us really busy at the moment. So that'll hopefully be something for the new year. Um, and then it, sort of different, uh, different ranges with those. Mm. So one's to match the aprons as you see at the moment, but then we've got um, sort of more contemporary colours coming in in a sort of different, uh, brighter shades, and then there'll be one plans for uh, sort of earthy tones, uh, and all those will have their own characteristics and sort of feel to them, and everything will have its sort of own identity. So because aprons are worn by such a broad range of people doing a broad range of things, we can't wait to sort of discover the opportunities of of gearing them to sort of more, uh, um, you know, just the different areas of what people would like to see. And then much more of the leather range as well, sort of, again, to different crafts, trades, hobbies, that sort of thing. There's, there's lots of scope. And mm. um, then the children's range, because they're just, they just like I say, they just look so cute. Um, little mini aprons mm. in, uh, in um, just, just, yes, the uh, little coolness of... Um, the one on the website just really, yeah it's uh can't wait to to spread the spread the apron word 100 percent, and and it's interesting do you do you find you know with the, with the way your 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 products are and like you said the the feel of them the the identity the personalization that they're, they're kind of handmade with, with with the kind of world moving you know to, to more digital you know technology ai everything's a lot more less personal people are just moving quickly grabbing things on the go you know i think that even 
even though things take a little bit more time your end I think there's definitely a a bit of a kind of um I wouldn't say like revolution but people more often are now searching for things things and products like you're doing you know the things that are taking a little bit more time that are more personal that are maybe a little bit more expensive but then they're you know they're very special do you do you still believe that that that's you know obviously you do because you created the company but that that that's something that people are always going to want even though you know the, the the kind of um yeah the development in in everything else in terms of tech and the way kind of you know humanity's going yes definitely People who um, hadn't considered sustainability even just six months, a year ago, there's been so much in the press um, about it recently that people are sort of questioning their choices and who they buy from and what they buy. And we have a lifetime guarantee on our um, aprons that um, that for workmanship and uh, the um, manufacturing that, that they, you know, we want them to be around for a very long time. Mm. And the um, if, if things the sort of throwaway society thing, uh, every you know it starts with small things. But then once you've got the mindset to question every sort of area of your life and things, the um, the choices about what you buy and where you spend your money are more greater. And you know we really work towards that. And mm. it's just not as well as the product and the components of it, but the whole ethos of what we do backs that up um everyone works walks to work we recycle everything scraps get donated to charities and things so it, it's really sort of uh, um, huge responsibility now which people are sort of understanding and you know that's excellent you know that's been needed for so long mm. and so if we part in that um and and tied in with that of course is wearing an apron you're doing something you're making something rather than getting something mass produced and you know that in the the customer's own way they're contributing to that as well Hmm. yeah 100 percent. and i and i find that when i when i put it on um even just take taking it off the hook and that kind of routine of you know my, my my work day is is done or at least done for the time when i'm in the kitchen and cooking and and um, you know it's decent because obviously I don't trash the clothes that I'm wearing because I'm very messy. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's that it's that kind of um, taking your time, like you said. And even though I'm no, you know, I'm a scratch cook at best. It's it's a nice little area for me to just not just switch off, but yeah, it's it that that um, environment of of me cooking and relaxing and and creating food for the people that I love. The the kind of products and the apron is is intertwined with that and I think it's um yeah those those situations and and slowing down and 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 taking a bit more care over things is is you know really really important and that must be great for you as a feeling as you guys put so much time into the products and then you know you can kind of think that actually you're really contributing to to people being creative taking a little bit more time working with their hands you know being kind of um not not just active, but you know, just just standing up and 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 getting things done. That's that must be quite a nice feeling. Yes, it is. We get so much positive feedback. Um, it's it's really great. You know how much they love it, how comfortable it's to wear. I just really appreciate. Uh, it's just a, a nice thing to wear. We've had a few remarks about how they um, asking me if they could be made into uh, sort of dress versions. They say, oh, I could wear that out on a night out. <laughs> Yeah, people will start doing that. That'll get that'll get too trendy. That'll get too trendy. <laughs> we have got one uh, one order sitting on the board at the moment, 
um, Alex made a beautiful, beautiful midnight blue suede apron mm. for a um, Hatton Garden jeweller. Um, well, in fact, he made two. The chap couldn't decide, so he ended up buying two. Really? And then, uh, and then the midnight blue one was spotted, and uh, a lady said, "Oh my God, I love that. Um, could I have it in a dress?" So, <laughs> so um, we've got to work out how to fill the back in and how to do a fastening. But that's um, that's something which uh, which will be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah. yeah, just just appreciating the look of it, and um, and it's not just an apron is is really rewarding. Oh, 100%. And then I suppose before, you know, before we go, because I think it's been it's been a, it's been a really good conversation around the product and, and how you started the business and things. What what would you say to to someone listening that, you know, has has a bit of a, a kind of craft as a hobby or is really interesting to kind of start something and build it from the ground up? Have you have you got any? um Yeah, just just honest, honest feedback on running your own business, gr- growing your own business, really staying true to what you believe in, in terms of what you want to create? Oh, I'm, I'm a, a bit of a pest for always saying, don't look for problems, look for solutions. Because any, you know, there's so many pitfalls we've had. And to me, that only means you, you're bettering the product or you're bettering something that you're trying to create. And if it doesn't work, well, you know that doesn't work. So that's something off the list, um, meaning that you, you've tried it, you've learned from it, you've moved on. And um, if, if anyone's got a vision or a goal, then... Just keep going because you'll get somewhere. It might not be where you thought you were going to get the first, but with that drive, that drive is the fuel which will just get you to to some destination. And it's far more rewarding and satisfying to have created something yourself. And in you know, even if it's in a small way, um, just um, yeah, it's highly recommended. <laughs> Great. Oh, good. So I've I've really enjoyed talking to you about all of this. And if people want to find out a little bit more, if if it's the first time they've they've heard about the the products and the brands, I'll obviously link to everything in the show notes. But where you know where can people find out about what you're doing? Where you know is everything kind of sold online? Do you do you guys pop up anywhere in in certain places in the country? Maybe let people know about that. We've got a, um, a few pop-ups happening between now and Christmas. We're going to be at Spittle, Old Spitalfields Market again. Um, I think it's the weekend of the 11th and 12th of November and the 13th and 14th, which is the Monday and Tuesday afterwards. That's a great market and uh, we've been there for a few guest markets and uh, it's got such a great environment. So being there around Christmas time mm. will, be, um, will be good. Walton Street have got a market uh, on the 1st of December that's going to be a great one. So we're, we're um, appearing there. And then Blue Patch, you're an amazing, sustainable um, marketplace website. They're doing a pop-up, a week's pop-up shop on Bethnal Green Road. Okay. Um, sustainable um, sustainable department store, I think. Um, so that's uh, the first week of December. Okay. But we'll be putting that on the website for people to, to uh, see because... So many of our customers are in, in London, the southeast, and we haven't got a retail outlet there at the moment. So to, to be available to people to try things, feel, feel the quality, try them on, uh, yes, we'll be down in London quite a lot mm. uh, leading Christmas. Good, good. Okay, yeah, I'll put all those in. So for people that didn't quite catch all of that, I'll put all that in the show notes. But then that's a good few pop-ups in 11th and 12th of November and the 13th and 14th and then the 1st of December and then that, that week in December in Blue Patch. That's interesting. I'm, I'm going to look those guys up as well. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, they're very good. 
Good. Okay. Well, we'll um, yeah, we'll 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 wait with bated breath in terms of when you bring out the clothing and all of the gear. But um, <laughs> now definitely, I can't wait to see backpacks and things like that as well. They're um, yes, yeah, they're always great. <laughs> really, really good. No, that's definitely something I jump onto. But no, thank thanks very much for the conversation. And um, yeah, I think people have obviously heard a, a little bit more about the products and things. But I just really wanted to also get the 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 story behind things because I knew that you're you know extremely passionate and driven and people always are, are interested in in wanting to hear about you know how how someone takes takes what they love and turns it into you know into a business and into a job because not not everyone kind of has the opportunity to, to do that or you know steps out and makes that that kind of big leap so it's um, yeah. no no it's really interesting and I like how you you grabbed you you grabbed your sons and your family to to get involved <laughs> as well you know family businesses it must be some interesting conversations around around the morning <laughs> the morning coffee and like debriefing everyone that would be yes. uh, I can imagine That's that with with gracious. my mum good okay well um yeah I'll link to everything in the show notes guys and oh thanks so much for coming on the show Carla thank you Matt it's been a pleasure thank you it's uh, I'm so glad you appreciate it and um given me this opportunity it's uh it's great to talk about them amazing